Welcome to the Scooby Cast. My name's Alex, and I'll be your host tonight for a five-hour discussion on the intricacies, the vagaries, and, frankly, the prophecies that was the Scooby-Doo Adventures. With me in studio is the cast of the Scooby-Doo Adventures, Casey Kasem, some lady, some other guy, and the Harlem Globetrotters. Welcome. None of this is true. Except the like Zoinks part, that part I meant. Yes. My name is Alex, and I'm here today to discuss with you the various things that I am going to discuss. Such as this thing, this other thing, and that. What a low-energy piece of shit beginning. Woo! Energy. Woo! Um, yeah. So, I'm recording this in the echo chamber, that's right, the room with the creepy door, and we are fast approaching, um, spring. I don't know why I meant there, I didn't really mean fast approaching, uh, fast approaching spring, what was it gonna, ah, who cares. I asked you guys for questions, and some of you provided it, and I have written them down. By written them down, I have copy-pasted. By copy-pasted, you know what I mean. Um, what else do I have for you? I didn't really do a lot of show prep. It's not particularly, um, surprising. I think somebody, oh, wait, I have a few on Twitter. At Spirals of Danu, uh, spelled like Spirals of Danu, uh, he asked me, is the Hillary email scandal just a, just cake and circuses? Yes. Is Dr. Pepper a real doctor? Uh, yes. Um, what would Meatloaf not do for love? Yes. Where all my hopes and dreams die with the new Star Wars movie? Yes. And why can't people let go of Firefly? Yes. Hmm. I hope that answered all your questions. That was weird. Uh, was any of those... Uh, well, I mean, if all your hopes and dreams are hinged upon uh, the seventh movie in a series that most people only like two of, then probably have your hopes and dreams in the wrong place. I mean, really, at this point, there's there's six movies, and, and it's pretty much agreed upon uh, that uh, that five of them kind of suck. I mean, really, A New Hope and Empire are the only ones that people like, and even now, A New Hope isn't even holding up. It's really just Empire. And the one with the Muppets at the end of three, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, pretty terrible. So, I don't know. I hope, uh, hope your hopes and dreams aren't pinned on the new Star Wars, but um, if they are dashed... If they, uh, if they die, if they're thrown asunder on the shores of disillusionment, I say to thee verily, um, I don't know, you know, watch different sci-fi franchise. It's no big deal. Eh, it's not really sci-fi. It's urban fantasy. Steampunk. Goth brony fiction. Andropov. 
word association. This episode of the show is brought to you by Alex Sucks and It's Distracted. Uh, why can't people let go of Firefly? Um, I didn't know people were still holding on to it. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. I mean, the, the, um, the movie wasn't all that great. It wasn't bad, but it was fine. I don't know. Whedon knows how to make interesting characters, and people enjoy his characters. So they're like, hey, I wish I had more of that. And, um, yeah. Has it been an hour yet? No. Shit. Oh, but that does bring me uh, to another point that I wasn't going to talk about, but now I'm going to because of things and whatnot. I have, in the past number of days that are numbered that many, been listening to the audiobooks for um, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files. Now, let me break something down to you here. James Marsters does the reading uh, for these audiobooks. There are 15 of them. I think James Marsters does uh, 14 or so. And they're quite good. Not the not the best books ever. I mean, they're, they're wonderful and they're really fun, but they're not like, you know, high literature. It's the story of an urban wizard named Harry Dresden, who is also a detective. And he walks around in his uh, kind of a trench coat thing and he's got like a wizard staff and kicks ass and... <clears throat> werewolves and vampires and things as such. It's fun. Very amusing. Uh, kind of like uh, Supernatural Noir. So if that sounds interesting to you, you should check it out. If you go to alexcast.com, there's a link for uh, Audible. If you click that link, you get a free audiobook. And you can um, you can start reading the Dresden Files books, or start listening to them, and the first one will be free. And as long as you cancel within the first 30 days, you don't have to pay a red fucking cent. What's the first one called? Um, Dresden Files. I listed them all in a row, so all of them kind of um, blended in together. Uh, Stormfront. Which, not only is it a good white uh, white power website, it's a good first book. Um, I think that's Stormfront, isn't it? Oh, who cares? Who cares, Alex? Certainly not the listening audience. All none of them. The, um... Uh, things. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Look, guys, I'm just... This is just the worst... Alright, so I'm trying to read and, and talk at the same time. It's not working. I just saw that there may be another Dresden book I don't know about called Peace Talks. And, um, I would like to know about that. But this stupid website doesn't load properly and it makes me want to cry. I'm going to stop looking. So... Yes, that is what I've been uh, listening to. So go there. Go to alexcast.com, click the Audible link, and um, you will get a free audiobook. Uh, or you go to Audible... Yeah, I don't know. Just go to alexcast.com and click the Audible link. I don't know what the direct... I know I have a direct link. I just don't remember what it is or no, off the top of my head. Uh, yes, but the Dresden books are quite good. They're really amusing. They're fun. Uh, I just said they weren't quite good before. I meant, like, they're not, like, literature. They're really fun, like, kind of pop books. Uh, but the reason I thought of that was because we were talking about Firefly uh, and Joss Whedon, and by we, I mean I, um, supportspike.com retweeted me when I was talking about the Dresden books. So, look at that. Supportspike.com. Apparently searching the web for James Marster's tweets and supporting him. I wonder if they're like a manifesto. Future TV writer, fan of James Marster's and Spike, Salisbury, Massachusetts. 
Oh, this is like an actual guy. Alright, well, I'll take it back. I thought you were a robot. Good for you. I hope you become a TV writer. God bless. God bless all. Okay, so let's get the real questions. Um, hey, Alex, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Zevia Zero Calorie Soda, um, sweetened with stevia. It is flavored like ginger root beer, and it um, quenches thirst. My mouth is very dry because of allergies. Um, you may be thinking, Alex, why would you bother telling us about that? Because, look, I don't feel like doing this right now. I'm tired. I want a nap. I want to curl up in a ball, turn my awareness off, and pretend that life will ever be okay. And, you know, let's face it, guys, it's not. Life's never going to be okay. It's just going to be a slow, plodding, meandering pace until entropy and the slow degradation of body, spirit, soul, self-esteem break down to the point that eventually all spirits and systems die, break down, and rot and get back, back, back into the earth. Recycled into the component parts of worm shit or carbon as your body is put to the flames of cremation. And in a short few years, you will be forgotten. So, yeah, I have allergies. And, um, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that, that, that was weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I've recorded a bit because fucking allergies kick my ass and I'm all sniffly and, and, and dry mouthed. And just, I mean, I, I, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I'm, 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 Ten kinds of a mess right now, but because I love you, and because I don't know, it's more just habit. Really, the only reason I'm doing this show right now is because I want to get to episode 200, which is coming up soon. This should be episode 196, I think. Um, so episode 200 is going to be 200th episode spectacular. I'm already working on some production on that, and I think it's going to be pretty goddamn good. So. You know, make sure to check that out when it comes around. And uh, hopefully it'll come around soon. But first, this episode. Here is an article that I printed out because I was recently on another podcast. And I didn't get to it. Ahem. I'll get to questions in a bit. Over 900 years ago, there was a monk of the Shingon sect who took it upon himself to truly test his Buddhist principles. The technique of Soko Shinbutsu is a very long, elaborate, and painful one. It was typically performed by older monks, as it is a form of suicide. To become a mummy, a monk would follow a strict diet in three 1,000-day cycles. In the first 1,000 days, the monk would have a strict diet of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg gathered from the surrounding areas. This strict, regimented diet helped to strip the body of fat. Fat decomposes quickly in death. In the second 1,000-day period, the monk would eat only bark and roots of a pine tree. This accelerated the decrease in the body's fat content, as well as hydration. At the end of the second period, the monk would imbibe a very poisonous sap made into a tea. The tea was made from the Japanese varnish tree. The varnish was typically applied to preserve lacquerware. You may know this as varnish. That's a little note I added. The varnish would induce vomiting, as well as massive reduction of bodily fluids. By drinking the tea, the monk's body would bioaccumulate the toxin. This toxin would later be an agent to fight off bacteria and insects that would seek to eat the monk's corpse. When the monk was no more than a living skeleton, and his body was in excruciating pain, they would be placed in a three-meter stone tomb. No, they wouldn't be placed in it. Well, 
and this article is kind of shitty. Um, I should have actually read it first. Uh, yeah, so that whole thing, two 1,000-day periods of, like, ritual fasting, and um, the monk actually goes in there in the lotus position by, uh, under his own power uh, for the last, I think at the end of the last 1,000 days, but he's supposed to be under his own power or whatever, and then the T is lowered to him. Anyway. The monk would sit in the lotus uh, position in the tomb, and he was given a bell and an air tube. When the monk did not ring the bell, it was presumed that he was dead and the air tube was removed. It is believed... That of the hundreds of monks that tried this technique, only 16 to 28 actually became self-mummified. That's weak. Only 16 to 28. What a what a strange sequence. Of, but, uh, I, what, how would you... Did 16 to 28? What a weird... How do you get those two numbers as a top and bottom end? Like, why don't you just say, like, you know, upwards of 30? The reason the monks would endure this painful process was a testament to their faith. All existence is suffering, and to endure—I can read English. All existence is suffering, and to endure this painful process allowed the monk to transcend the physical and exist solely on a spiritual level. At least that was the idea. When further study was given to the monks, it was discovered that the more successful monks drank from a nearby spring. This spring was believed to contain healthy mineral waters. The mineral waters were actually heavily loaded with arsenic, another agent that would have bioaccumulated in the monk's system as a preservative. This is really poorly written. Self-modification was a very painful process. You said that already. When successful, the monk's body was taken up to a temple to be revered. For truly, he had become a Buddha. Well, that's uh, it's a really poorly written article, and I'm, and I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry I read that to you. I, uh, I'm going to commit seppuku now. I'm going to fall on my sword and gut myself. Or, wait, wait just hold on a second. I got a better idea. I'll catch up with you in 2,000 days. Listen for my bell. Okay, it's like I was going to do the... <sighs> oh, this is... Um... Was the last episode the one where I talked about that I've just completely given up? Was that last one? Because this would make sense. I, or have I done another one since then? Um, let's see. Let's go to the old AlexCast.com. You know, if you're on a computer, you just look in the right column. You can see the audible thing. Hmm. Episode 195. Vimanas, Golden Spirals, and the Materialist Universe. No, that is unfortunately... Uh, not one. So two episodes ago, you could talk about how I've talked about how I've given up and everything's horrible. So, you know, maybe you could listen to that to understand why this is a ridiculous show that I say almost nothing on. Uh, let's see. Also on AlexCast.com, you can look at the standard ad. If you click that, you'll go to the standard PDX on Facebook, facebook.com slash the standard PDX. That would be found at 14 Northeast 22nd, 14 Northeast 22nd in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Um, go there, buy stuff. It's good. Um, the standard facebook.com slash the standard pdx it's on the website it's a picture there's a crest for the standard there's two bears ursus with a looking outwards and a shield in between them emblazoned with um it's two bars um that uh not bars like you know like those things that are in heraldic uh shields there's also a paypal donate button and a bitcoin donate button that says this button could not be generated so who knows that i don't think anybody's ever donated a bitcoin maybe they did i don't know uh download an itunes button you can click that download on itunes P feel free to leave uh one of them reviews not on this episode find an episode that didn't suck uh there's an rss feed button and a stitcher button the audible button as i referenced if you click that 
uh, you can get those uh, one of the Dresden audiobooks for free. Free as in air, unless you live on that planet from Spaceballs. Episode 196, Alex doesn't stay on topic and yaps about nothing. Oh. Episode 1 through 196, Alex doesn't stay on topic and yaps about nothing. At 14, writer asks me, that's Martin J. Clemens. You can find him at martinjclemens.com or at, I think just martinjclemens.com is the website now, right? Paranormal People Online, it used to be, but I think it's at Martin J. Clemens. Well, it's definitely at 14, writer, but martinjclemens.com. Whatever, just find him. Read his stuff. He's good. He's good. He asks, why does none of it matter? Nothing ever matters. Well, anyone can see that nothing really matters. Nothing really matters. To me. <laughs> That's Queen lyrics. That's <laughs> Queen's awesome. I don't know. It's it matter is what you make of it. You know, it's uh, um, nothing matter. I, yeah, I don't know. I think things matter. You know, it's uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing really matters. It's true. Why does nothing matter? Was because uh, well, frankly, because uh, for my for my money, because I'm a depressed ass, and uh, and you know, I I ascribe a value of nothing to most things. People that are happy, or people that are um, content, people that are at least uh, surviving better than I am, um, would not say, or at least I can presume they wouldn't say that uh, none of it matters, because something would matter. They would uh, ascribe value to it, and thereby uh, negating the question and negating the depression and whatever that, uh, you know, the, the nature of the questioner. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, like, hey, uh, like, I, um, if you have, like, kids, you're like, oh, just, what, you know what matters? My kids health and uh, well-being and uh, passing on genetic code and, and and teaching to them all right yay and then uh, uh you know and then if you're like uh, you know what matters is uh, making money and buying porsches and 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 uh you know banging you know uh 45 uh, year old chicks with a lot of plastic surgery when you're in your mid-60s um you know then that matters uh you know for me i think what matters is uh, the search for knowledge the uh, the the ever present battle against the forces of 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 ignorance and also the forces of ennui and the forces of depression, which is why we why we question these things. I think that matter. The things that matter are the things that you make matter. So just buck up, little darling. It's all in your head. God, I fucking hate when people tell me that. Of course, it's all my everything's all my head, asshole. It's all in your head too, you prick. You know, drop a fucking hammer on your foot. That's all in your head. No, no, just stop feeling that pain. No, it's all in your head. That's that's easy. Yeah, yeah. I'll kick you repeatedly in the testicles. No, it's all in your head, man. You know, it's cool. Just, you don't have to... No, it's just... You're good. Don't worry about it. It's all in your head. It's aces. Fucking ice cream headache. That's all in your head. Fuck you. Let's see you ignore that. That shit hurts. Fucking friendlies. Goddamn fucking Tom Carvel with his Fudgy the fucking whale. Fuck you, Fudgy the whale. More like Fudgy the overweight guy yeah i told him um yeah i don't know so maybe things matter i don't know who gives a fuck um dustin asked a question uh, related to martin's why has his life such shit um well probably the same answer you know you make your life shit um you have carved out a life that is unfulfilling and uh and so you think it's shit and so you should carve out a life that's more fulfilling 
Um, I am rather um, pot-shaped, uh, kettle-shaped, uh, cauldron-shaped, and I'm wearing all black, so I do understand the nature of, uh, of tea implements, talking to one another and commenting on their dark nature. Um, but uh, there's, you know, you can answer other people's questions and uh, queries a lot better than you can your own. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, cheer up. It's all in your head. <laughs> Monkey Magic Eden. At Monkey Magic Eden. Eden. The man, the myth, the legend, the... Well, he's a man. He's not a myth. He's not a legend. He's just like, he's a man. He's just a guy, you know? He's just this guy, this hoopty fruit. He wants to know books about Gnosticism. Where to start? How does one delve into the magic and the mysteries of Gnosticism. How does one grab into the depths of ignorance and pull out frothing plums of knowledge? Oh, I hate my show, and I hate me so much. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some sound clips on this episode and some songs, and motherfucker, this thing's, this, this is, this is the worst, this is the worst episode since that one episode where it was really bad and I kept telling everybody how bad it was. That one. Do I have anything around here I can read again? At least that was fun to read stuff. I'll find something in a minute. Um, Gnosticism, yeah. Um, well, this is going to be stupid. And But let me explain. I highly recommend watching uh, YouTube documentaries on Gnosticism, especially if it comes from like the History Channel or uh, things like that. Because... You know where their um, their bias is. You know where their slant's going to be. So, let's say the History Channel says um, uh, the Nazis. Uh, I shouldn't give an example because I can't think of what off the top of my head. But you know, um, like the History Channel, things like that are going to go more towards the the fantastic side of things because they're the ones that do like ancient aliens and shit like that. So, um, if you uh, if you watch a thing on on Nazis, you're going to get like a good kind of thumbnail sketch, but you're not going to get, you know, kind of strong enough ideas that you're going to like, uh, connect to. So let's take, um, cheesy crazy. Let's try to think of something that we can use as an example, but not actually use as an example. Hmm. Let's look forward. Let's say, uh, uh, oh, you know, what's good. Okay. Let's say the different, so like, I like watching History Channel and like bullshit like that because you can kind of, you know, so you can, you can find out the slant you're going from. So it's almost like if you are at a, um, like one of those churches that picks up snakes, uh, whatever the snake handling churches, you know that their interpretation of the book of, of the Bible is going to be one that leans more towards the miraculous so their their bent is going to be uh jesus's miracle of the loaves and fishes walking on water uh putting the um putting the demon into the pig and chasing him off a cliff uh resurrecting of uh of who did he resurrect what's that guy's name lazarus lazarus um no rachel ghoul yeah when he resurrected rachel ghoul um and whatever other dumb miracles he did, the, the, the walking of the staves and the, the, the falling of the sandal strap and the 
the life of Brian, whatever. So you're going to get that. But if you go towards more like a, uh, like a Protestant, uh, style or like, uh, one of them, like kind of, uh, you know, one of the more deicide and deicide, deicide rock. Um, one of the more deist variety of things where it's like kind of the Christian base, but not really where it's like, uh, they use it as a, as a, uh, moralistic stance. You're like, oh, well, that's the myth they're taking. It's more of the moralistic stance. So like, uh, so like history channel is like, oh, flashy things, lights, cameras, old, this ancient secret sect and their secret knowledge. And, you know, and so they'll give you the thumbnail of it. They'll be like, uh, all right, so it's agnostics where this, um, uh, this sect of Jews that were around, and uh, they believed that uh, knowledge was, uh, you know, kind of the, the important thing. Uh, they thought that um, the uh, the God from uh, that's in the Old Testament, uh, the Yahweh there, was actually uh, not the real God, uh, not the source, the creator. Uh, that he's actually like a almost like a third level down entity. That is, he's a crazy bastard, like kind of inbred freak job called Yaldabaoth, and his um he was uh, he was spurned. Uh, from, uh, Sophia, which is knowledge. Um, so the Gnostics are like the, uh, the kind of, uh, retarded, uh, Gnostic, uh, the retarded kind of knowledge seekers. Uh, that's, that's the God there. He's, he's the, he's the crazy bastard that, like, murders everybody with, like, floods and whatnot. So anyway, um, that's, uh, that, whatever. What I'm saying is, so that would be the History Channel version to be like, you know, this evil sect that believes in blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, uh, um, you can watch, like, uh, you know, one of those, like, ancient aliens ones, and you'd be like, you know, this early belief system shows the first time that ancient aliens touched down those ancient aliens in the form of Sophia, Yaldabaoth, and source energy. Look at this description from 800 years later, nine miles away from nothing at all that has no relevance to what we're talking about. Uh, yes, you see there's these circles over here, which obviously are celestial spheres, which obviously are UFOs. Therefore, the Gnostics. So, um, what am I talking about? I don't know because I'm rambling. Oh, yes. So I like watching uh, documentaries on YouTube uh, just because the bias is easier to see. Um, beyond that, uh, just, you know, get a foundation that way and then um, just pick up a copy of the Nag Hammadi text. Uh, that's the, that's where, that's the OG. That's where they came from. Uh, there's also, um, there's a, oh, I can't remember who I heard it from. There was a good podcast with a, a Gnostic preacher on that I don't remember. Oh, shucks. If I think of it, I'll get back to you. But, you know, find, find podcasts or whatever that can, um, you know, that's that's fine. Gnostic podcast, Gnostic uh, teachings. There's a, I know on, uh, if you search Gnosticism on YouTube, there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of lectures, uh, Gnostic teachings uh, on there which is i know some of those are pretty interesting um yeah i don't know just you know give a search but yeah so anytime i want to learn something new that's uh like well known enough uh, like on that level i always go to shitty documentaries first because uh i don't get attached to any of the ideas they give me so it gives me like a, a nice like kind of rounded thumbnail of it so that my further reading you know it's almost like um putting up you know scaffolding or you know just just tiny little kind of uh, stepping stones to try to get you somewhere. So you don't have to be like so incredibly attached. You can easily just throw away. It's disposable knowledge. And uh, I think that's probably the true way to learn some. Yeah. That was a... That was a... Huh, that was a thing I talked about. You know, in the old show, the early form of the Alex cast, um, 
when I started to get a couple of listeners uh, uh, signing on, there became this kind of almost like a drinking game uh, to see how many times I will say this show sucks in a given episode. And I'm really starting to swing back around to that, that view of things. So let's uh, let's take back the, the reins on this and give you this bombshell. Um, strange phenomenon have led some to believe that the eternal companion of the Earth, the Moon, is in fact some sort of huge spaceship. Crazy theory? Well, here's why. A curious video taken from a backyard telescope, which showed an alleged UFO fleet over the Moon, caused a stir worldwide. This makes us wonder about what could possibly hide in that celestial body. Is it possible that there are civilizations living there? If so, what is their purpose? And what is its real origin of the moon? This is... You have to understand how much I'm editing as I'm reading this. This is fucking shitty writing. Those who believe in the alien moon theory state that the moon had to be created by a highly developed civilization much more than ours. Under this unusual logic, our artificial satellite would have to be hollow inside so that, within it, the aliens could place fuel for machinery, materials, and accessories that would be used to repair working instruments, navigational instruments, observation equipment, and all kinds of machinery. But most importantly, it could actually be used as a gigantic underground base or even as a giant spaceship. <laughs> From... We're from under this unusual logic to the end, that was all one sentence. That was awesome. <sighs> if to all of the above we add the fact that there are some astronauts, those who went on NASA's missions, such as the Apollo, the now-retired astronauts, have publicly said that they have had contact with UFOs and aliens, and that there are even extraterrestrial beings living there having said that. For some, this does not sound so crazy after all. <laughs> um... <sighs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, it goes up. There's a video there to watch, which is why I, why, which I read that. Oh, uh, wait, let's read the conclusion. Science might one day provide conclusive evidence of alien beings on the moon bases, vehicles, etc. But the truth is, all of us can wonder and propose theories at this point. Skeptics that debunk the alien moon base theories do not have the slight idea of what is going on up there, or why human beings have not traveled to the moon, even though it is a point of interest for us, not only because of its proximity, but also because of the exploitable exploitable sorry exploitable natural resources present on the moon the truth is that the mystery of ufos continues reports of anomalies appear again and again and will probably continue to do so we can only form our own opinion about these mysterious objects and their origin and source who the fuck wrote that is this really right eddie l is the founder and owner of world truth tv this website is dedicated to blah 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 so wait did eddie l write that because eddie l sucks at writing it can't be. I saw this posted somewhere else, but the link died. Anyway, the reason I'm, okay, so the reason I'm doing that, there, so on the site there's um some pictures of, I mean, just really, man, this is gonna this is gonna knock your socks off. The conclusive proof that's gonna show, and there's an hour and sixteen minute, uh, video where it talks about the artificial moon theory explained. Let's hit start. Well, two new studies bolster the popular oh. theory that the moon formed from debris. Oh, that's not going to be that funny. I didn't watch the video. I've watched a bunch of these before. That's uh, George Norrie for uh, Coast to Coast. He's actually really fun. But anyway, uh, well, that'll get, somebody will, um, somebody will, um, oh, 
Same delusional people who say vaccines are safe also insist GMOs, uh, glyphosate, aspartame, mercury, and radiation are safe too. These are, this is a really great website. Is this like the onion? No, it's, the onion writes better. School secretly vaccinates teen girl without consent. There's a scroll at the top here. This is fun. Uh, teen spends 45 minutes dead after drowning. Miraculously recovers following family prayers. Okay. How bone broth reverses aging naturally. Hmm. ISIS call for demolition of Egypt's Sphinx pyramids. Oh, that's, well, that's true. Anyway, uh, so watch, listen to the thing or just search, search for, um, search for, uh, uh, artificial moon theory. It's quite funny. Uh, and, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm, I, I am a person that always keeps an open mind. Uh, oh, here. Born without eyes, Smiley the Golden Retriever becomes therapy dog for mentally ill and disabled. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is, this is fucking great. This is, wait, uh. Oh, please tell me this is. Oh, this is such a promising because the scroll is going. This man wakes up at 5 a.m. to hike the Transylvania Mountains. And, and then the end of it is photographed stunning landscapes. That might be nice, but I was so hoping that was going to end differently. Oh, this is the greatest website ever. 10 excellent ways to start your day. Hey, you want to read a list together? Come on, guys. Let's find out about 10 excellent ways to start your day. This is going to be great. One, early to bed, early to rise. If you really want to improve your mornings and work on building new, healthy morning habits, you would probably need more time. Getting up earlier is a way to add an extra hour or so to your day. But if you love the peace and quiet the late nights provide you with and you have turned into a night owl, you would probably love the peace and quiet that the early mornings offer, too. Getting up before others gives you not only a feeling of satisfaction, but also provides you with extra time to follow your morning rituals before you leave the house for school or work. Um, well, no, it's... Ugh. Stretching. Most people experience a feeling of stiffness right after waking up, especially if you're a boy, because your penis becomes turgid. This can be dealt with readily, easily, by following... Oh, really easily. That's my fault. Sorry. I'm just, I was expecting bad writing, so I just went with it. By following a stretching routine every morning. There are so many benefits to stretching, but you can only feel them if you stretch regularly. If you are not sure how to stretch properly, you can find tons of them on YouTube. Choose the blah, blah, blah. Listen to me, blah, blah, blah. Drinking a glass of water. Scraping your tongue. Ooh, let's find this. Along with brushing your teeth, scraping your tongue is a great way to improve your mouth hygiene. Once you try it, you wouldn't want to give it up. It does not, wait, it does not only help you get rid of the unpleasant morning breath, but you would also taste your food better as it rids you of that, in quotes, film over your tongue that stays there even after you have brushed your teeth. If you don't know what to use for that purpose, you can either buy a toothbrush that comes with a tongue scraper on the back or a plastic triangle scraper. You can't find either of these. You can simply use a spoon. Ugh. Oh, that's a really nasty thought. Ugh. Oh, how much would you want to eat a spoonful of tongue scraping? Ugh. Ner oh, wait, I can't even finish that one. <laughs> Rebounding on a mini trampoline, number seven. Rebounding a hundred times is an excellent start to the day. Some of its benefits are that it wakes up your whole body. You train your balance, stimulates lymph movement, works every muscle group of your body, helps the functioning of your thyroid, reduces stress, and so on. By the end of the 100th jump, you will feel your body tightened and your mind awake. Number eight, smiling in the mirror. It's amazing how smiling at yourself in the mirror in the morning can change your whole day. They send signals to your brain that stimulates the release of hormones that make you feel happier. It also boosts your confidence, and you feel more determined to go after your goals. It is a simple way to encourage yourself to do the best every day. Once you make it a habit, you will feel amazed of the way amazed you will feel amazed of the way it changes. Eh, whatever, dry brushing your body. What? This is an old Ayurvedic air. 
Okay, I'm an idiot. I don't know how to say that. Sorry. This is an old Ayurvedic? How do you say that? A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-I-C. Ayurvedic? Uh, 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 how do you pronounce it? Ayurveda. It's one of those things I've, I've seen that, I've seen that word like a bunch of places. I don't think I've ever heard it say it, said it out loud. Or is it one of those words that's pronounced completely differently? And then like when I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's how you say it? Oh, whatever. Shut up. I don't fucking care. Fuck you guys. I know a bunch of shit you don't know. <laughs> this old practice, which can help the circulation and sloughs off the dead skin cells. Choose an exfoliating brush that is not too rough, but also not too soft because of otherwise it won't be able to do its thing. The way to do the brushing is to start from the area where your heart is. The area, and then move the limbs to the rest of your body. After you finish with this process, take a shower and apply body lotion in the end. In body lotion in the end, in order to keep oh, body lotion in the end, in order to keep that suppleness. Dry brushing your body can make your skin smoother, and you will feel it much nicer. Wait, number ten is today's top three. Leading a busy lifestyle can trick you into forgetting the most important things you need to do for the day, as you are. As you have so many responsibilities to do and place, I have, I have so much trouble reading this. I'm sorry. Uh, do a to- oh, it's do a top three list. God damn it! I'm so all right. Fuck, fuck you, fuck you. Your show sucks too. All right, asshole. Chinese company builds 57 story skyscraper in a record 19 days. Yeah, I heard about that. Crimean prosecutor Poklonskaya says she rather be in prison than work for fascists. Uh-huh. All right, this kind of lost its energy. I'm sorry. I was really having fun with some of those. Oh, here we go. Bill Gates exposed for funding research promotion of spraying geoengineered, in quote, in single quote, chemtrails across globe. Oh, well. Ooh, he found two baby bears next to their dead mother. Words can't describe what happened after. Well, wait a second. Hey. This is, how can words not describe? It's an article. Fuck you. It's spelled neighborhood wrong. There's no you in it. The latest scam to enter the debate about so-called, in quotes, global warming involves spending billions of dollars to spray the atmosphere with tiny particles or particulate matter for the alleged purpose of reflecting sunlight back into space and thus cooling the planet. But research into this controversial practice of chemtrailing, which has already been going on for quite some time now, is largely funded by Mr. Vaccine himself, <laughs> the infamous Bill Gates. Bill Gates is Mr. Vaccine? All right. It's, I'm pretty sure... Vaccines predate him. The UK's Guardian paper reports that Gates, who is a huge advocate of global intervention programs that forcibly attract large groups of people, blah, 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 spending millions of blah, 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 how much it would cost every year to blast the skies with tiny particles of sulfur dioxide, a toxic industrial byproduct linked to serious blah, blah, blah. Gates and a small cadre of allies, which include co-founder of Skype, Nicholas Zinstrom, and the owner of Virgin Galactic Group, Sir Richard Branson, reportedly spend exorbitant amounts of cash every year trying to push geoengineering blah, blah, blah. They claim if nations like the U.S. will not cut greenhouse gas emissions by tremendous amounts, the spring of toxic poisons into the atmosphere will be necessary to thwart impending disaster. You know... Okay. Here's the thing. You know what? Forget it. I'm not even going to go into it. Just... Just shut up. I hate, I hate everything right now. There's, this is, there's a, there's a documentary in heavy quotes. What in the world are they spraying? It's available on YouTube. It's linked on the bottom of this page. Why do I, why do I read this shit? Why do I do this show? Why do you listen to the show? Why does anything, I'm, I drank a lot of coffee before it started. It's starting to hit me. I hate everything.
Let's read more about mummies. I don't have any more about mummies. What's this? Oh, it's a fiscal paper. Uh, it's more fiscal papers. I went to court recently. That was fun. I'm not going to tell you guys about it, though. I got off, though. In the bathroom with the fucking sexy barrister. Yeah! I think barrister is a boy. And I think that's only in England. And I don't really... I don't really know what to say anymore. Let's see if there's anything else. I, I'm, I'm, we're gonna end soon. Um, um, I think I'm pretty much done. Talked about that. Talked about that. Talked about that. All right. Well, whatever. Look, guys, I'm obviously not back in the groove of doing these solo shows yet. Uh, if you want to have some contribution to the show, email me alexcast@gmail.com. Or get me on Twitter at the AlexCast. Uh, Alex is always spelled with two X's. So, uh, yeah, email me or tweet me or uh, 503-468-6959. You can leave an upwards of a three-minute message. Um, you can probably text there, too. Yeah, you can text there, too. Anyway, uh, yes. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get back in the groove of these things. And, yeah, this didn't work out so well. Probably not the worst episode I've ever done. There's a lot of shitty ones in the beginning. You'll notice that if you go on the Alexcast feed, it starts on like episode like 30-something. Those first few are rough. And honestly, the ones in the 30s aren't that all that great either, but at least the sound almost sounds okay. Uh, really, the ones in the 40s through 190s aren't all that great either. But episode 200, man, woo, is going to be, it's going to be a, you know what it is? It's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a scorcher. It's going to scorch barns until they burn. That's a promise from me to you. Mwah, kisses. Okay, I'm I'm done talking now. I'm gonna close this episode out with a song. I don't know what song it's gonna be, um, because I used to do that on the show a lot, and uh, you also used to say um and hem and haw a lot, and now I'm doing that again because everything circles back around in on itself in this grand looping scheme that is the Alex Cast, that is the Earth, that is our mother, our father, our grounding principles. Of love and fellowship. The Fellowship of the Ring. Nine friends setting out from Rivendell to go to some place, and then somebody named Baromir shows up, and then beat all the bards there, and uh, they tell a story about the Horcruxes and the deadly Harrow's sail. Aw, oh, man. I thought this episode was all longer than it was. Shit. I mean, you probably thought that too, right? Dragging ass. Yeah, I don't have any more things to tell you guys about. Uh, what else can I tell you? Um, yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah, fuck it. This is just a short one. I don't care. Fucking don't judge me, man. I've yelled to you a lot this episode. I'm sorry for that. I'll do better. Oh, I can tell you about this. I'm I'm ready. Well, I don't know. So, as you know, I wrote a novel called Periphery, available on Amazon. Um. Leave a review there, by the way. No one reviews that fucking book. It's kind of annoying. Um, I would very much like more reviews, because, well, um, you guys, you guys are supposed to like me, and it wouldn't take that long. Uh, so that'd be, you know, I'd, I'd be happy with a nice review. Just be like, hey, it's a, this is a good book. Uh, you know, um, like uh, five stars. Woo, five star five. You know, uh, okay. Uh, I started another book, as you guys know, I've been writing for the, like the last year or so, um, which is chugging along a little bit. Uh, it's not really chugging along, but it's sputtering, it's coughing, but it's still moving forward. It's, uh, it's the Edsel of, of books. Um, 
But I started another new book uh, that I've been working on that is kind of a comedic uh, thing, and it's kind of fun. So I've been working on that, and that's been interesting to have like two options of what to write, and hopefully that'll help me out with the whole uh, being blocked and not doing anything useful and just, you know, solely melting into old age and uselessness, senality. Yeah. Hopefully it will. Who knows? And, uh, yeah, so that's been pretty interesting. I've been trying to write some poetry recently, so that's been fun. Uh, if you're new to the show, I don't know why you've listened to this whole episode. That's embarrassing um, for both of us. But if you're new to the show and inexplicably got this far along, uh, I write poetry. There's a book of poetry and short story called The Void Sutras, available on Amazon as well. But um, I took some time off after that. and Well, not really time off. I just haven't been writing that much, so been shifting into that a little bit and that is your update on alex's creative life i still can't meditate worth a shit um tarot cards still mean almost nothing to me uh, i just the idea of even flipping them seems pointless which is you know kind of upsetting um yeah so that's it um uh that's that's where i am welcome i'm i'm uh, oh, here's why you should always freeze your lemons maybe you should read that one to you guys okay <laughs> sorry i'm still looking at that scroll Oh, Alex. Yeah, I guess that's all I have to really say. Uh, yeah. Go to alexcast.com. Go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. You can go to facebook.com slash alexcast. You can go to at the alexcast on Twitter. You can go to... Oh, wait, I'm on Instagram now, which I don't really update all that much. But I've, I've updated more than I did the last time I failed at Instagram, which... um. Uh, I felt, you know, I stopped doing it after like two days. This one I've been on for almost a month now. And I, uh, actually haven't really, uh, posted, but... That's, that's me trying to stall to try to figure out... What the fuck is my Instagram name? Um. Oh, I think it's just at the AlexCast, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on Instagram. I, I'm the AlexCast on Instagram. Yeah, so there's pictures I took. And, you know, make sure to click that, uh, click that hearty, uh, like thing, because... I don't know, it makes me feel like uh, people actually like me. I <laughs> know you don't, because why would you after this piece of shit episode? So, this has been the Alex Cast. I've been Alex. I will do a better episode next time. I'll have a guest on, because uh, I need someone to talk to. Uh, this whole solo show thing has just been has just been a tremendously bad idea. And I'm sorry that I put you through this. I'm sorry that I hurt you uh, in the way that I did. Ooh, I'll read you this. And in closing... Uh, and in closing, uh, I'll read you, um, uh, this, um, okay. Yeah, I'm sure I found a random book on my floor. Okay. This is a far more modest, far less cosmically pretentious version of the first paradigm. There is a point somewhere in the genesis of any event when its future reality is uncertain. The universe is not an automatic clockwork structure. There is a level of disorganization within which the universe itself does not know what it is about to do. The information is not predictable, even in the events themselves. Bizarre as it may seem, there is even an accurate mathematical formulation to the limits of this disorganization, the Heisenberg Unprincipled... Jesus, fuck, Alex. The Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. 
Now, events in the... I know the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. I reference it constantly. How do I fucking fuck off saying that? Now, events in the mind uh, certainly partake of a similar quantity, quality. They are unpredictable and arise seemingly without cause. It has been suspected, even by scientists, that there is a hidden variable which causes the event to materialize in one particular form from a number of possibilities. This hidden variable is suspected of being consciousness or information. Consciousness, then, could be controlling how the controlling how the indeterminate events will actually materialize. Armed with this idea, and applying his magic to the critical point, the magician may engineer some impressive coincidences. It's from Magical Paradigms by Peter J. Carroll. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a fun thing here. Okay, now we're going to read one last thing. This is from Psychonaut by Peter Carroll, because apparently I printed them out together. Chaos. The word must be spoken through only the untruth of it shall be known. The blasphemy of it shall be our liberation. Change is the only constant phenomenon. Oh, let me worship the randomness of things, for all that I have ever loved has come forth from it and will be taken away by it. Chance! Hail! Also unto apparent order, for it increaseth the possibilities of chaos. There can be no absolute truth in a universe of relativities. All things are arbitrary. Some things have relative truth for a time. Life being accidental, we are free to give it any point we like. I do not find it necessary to account for my actions, even unto myself. I require no justification. That I do it is sufficient in itself. Life is its own answer. My spirituality is the way I live it. I will believe whatever brings me joy, power, and ecstasy. Understanding cannot understand itself. Perception cannot perceive itself. Will cannot unwill itself. The secret of the universe is the secret of the universe, known to me in the silences and in the storms. Well, that was a thing. Actually, this guy just kind of seems interesting. There's next to the things Baphomet. What is God? We may well ask, since the question has been obsessing our species ever since it came up with the notion. The question has become a whole new... Eh, fuck this. I'm done reading to you people. Eh, whatever. I've been Alex. You've been the audience. Um, choke on that ball of shit till the next episode. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Nammy, Steve. I just...
碎